Father, we thank you so much for the blessing to hear your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Why you need grace. Why you need grace. And today we're looking again at why we need grace. But this time, looking at it as what? That we need grace in order to overcome sin. Praise the Lord. We need grace in order to overcome sin. Hallelujah. And I want us to take a read from um, Titus chapter 2, verse 11 to 14. Titus chapter 2, verse 11 to 14. It says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope the appearing of the glory of our great god and savior jesus christ who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own eager to do what is good praise the lord eager to do what is good hallelujah and so we are learning something interesting about the grace of God, that the grace of God that appears to save us, and the grace of God appears for salvation, praise God. The Bible says it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. Hallelujah. And so first thing we are learning in today's lesson about the grace of God is that when the grace of God comes to you, it teaches you to identify sin and avoid it. To identify sin and avoid it because it's only when you can identify a thing that you can say no to it or yes to it all right because no and yes these are definite things like if i don't want you i don't want you if i don't want it i don't want it if i want it i want it if i want cake i want to eat cake it's cake i want to eat i'm not going to say no to cake when really cake is what i want to eat so you need to you say no and yes to things that you are very definite about there's no shady area no gray area in between so the fact that grace teaches us to say no to ungodliness means that it teaches us to identify what ungodliness is praise the lord why is this important this is important because uh it, you see the devil is 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 very innovative okay and very um he he, he doesn't stop all right he doesn't stop at his wickedness okay he progresses in more and more uh, abundance of, of sin and wickedness, all right? So, ungodliness, which is the actual, the nature of sin, okay? The ungodliness also abounds. It, it has a way of multiplying itself, praise the Lord. The, that, that word abound I just used is, is found from uh, the scripture in Romans chapter 6, verse 1 to 2. The Bible says, for instance, and what shall we say then? Shall we continue to shall we continue in sin that grace may abound god forbid how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein all right so for you to stop sinning you have to be able to identify what sin is it says how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein for you to stop sinning you should be able to say that i i for so and so reason i will not continue to sin all right for so and so reason i will not continue to sin 
And so that so and so reason is taught to you, is taught you by grace. The grace of God reasons with you or teaches you how why to say no to this kind of what this kind of sin. Why not to continue in this kind of sin anymore? Hallelujah. So it teaches you to say no to sin. And uh, there must come a time where you must stop sinning. <laughs> All right? You must stop sinning because um, if you don't stop sinning, that sin is going to just grow and grow and it's going to, what do you call it, mutate. All right? And um, become worse and worse. So much so that it, it will it will change or metamorphose into another form that will make it very difficult for you to identify exactly what it is. Okay, so it it's it changes changes itself and then becomes something that is close to the truth but is not the truth. All right, and also makes you because it's been there with you for a long time now. It makes you numb to it and to its effect so you coexist with it very happily and normally and fine and then uh, you you don't um have any problem okay coexisting with that sin and that is very dangerous that means that the nature of sin is is, is now on you or in you and that even makes that makes you more and more of a candidate for hell than anything else when you are now coexisting with sin and you don't feel anything your conscience is dead all right so that is a dangerous thing and and because of that phenomenon there must come a time that is why there must come a time where you stop sinning for instance you you've been telling lies or maybe you 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 like insulting people or something there must come a time where you stop all right and that that the thing that will make you stop is your reasoning with the grace of god you know on that this is this is important because that's this is what the scripture is teaching us contrary to what many people think that oh because there's abundance of grace then then if we sin the grace will cover it all right because grace is like the forgiveness of god or the mercy of god okay but the mercy of god is not there to make us sin more all right it's not there at all okay the bible says in romans chapter 2 verse 4 he says that all oh, despise thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering not knowing that the goodness of god leader thee to repentance the goodness of God, the grace of God, the forbearing of God, the forgiveness of God, the long suffering of God leads us towards repentance. It's not abundant. It's not there for us to abuse. All right. It's not for, there for us to abuse. We are not supposed to abuse the grace of God. The grace of God is God's lifeline to use, God's power to use, God's strength to you. You, you, you don't take advantage of it and continue to sin. All right. The Bible says, for instance, in Jonah chapter two, verse eight, the Bible says that those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. So when the, there's grace abundant in abundance for you, and you continue to cling to your worthless idols, the, the things that make you happy that are not from God, all right, or that do not please God, you continue. You you kind of like waste in quotes waste the grace that is available to you, all right, because the grace of God is available to you. To to empower you to say no to that which is wrong that's right to empower you to say no to that which is wrong and it's not there to just take care of your wrongs that you continue to willfully do willfully do in, in, in 
thinking that, oh, grace is there to clean my faults or to clean my, my mistakes. It's abundant. It's over there. You let, let me continue fornicating. Let me continue doing this. Let me continue masturbating. Let me continue doing what all these evils that I, I, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I'm doing. Let me continue to do it and coexist with it. Okay? Uh, uh, grace will take care of it. That's, it means you don't, if you think that way, it means you don't understand the grace of God because the real grace of God makes you carry yourself in a manner that is worthy of respect, worthy of respect as an heir of God, as a child of God, as somebody who contains the nature of God, in the very nature of what? Of godliness. Praise the Lord. So, I'm saying that we need to come to a point where we say no to sin. There are, all of us have different sins that we battle with. But you need to come to a place where you resist sin. Okay, And what will make you resist is the grace of God. And this is possible because, like I was trying to explain, sin abounds. Okay, But the Bible says that when sin abounds, grace abounds even more. Praise the Lord. Grace does what? Abounds even more. Praise, praise the Lord. So, so, hallelujah. And so, um, we, we are able, sorry, I'm trying to explain where sin abounds. Good. So where sin abounds, the Greek for that, that word sin abounds, that abounds where it's plenazo or play on. It means to become more in quantity or more in quality. So when sin abounds, that means that sin it, 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 I was saying, can mutate, it can become more in quality. Okay, the nature of the sin can become more, and then the um, the, the amount of it can become more. All right, so take for instance the LGBTQ um, craze that is in the system. There's a lot more sin, it's mutating and becoming more and more abundant. So, you they say now, okay, it's not just um people being homosexuals or people being lesbians but now we have something called bisexual and we have something called um um you know that there's there's sleeping with animals and all sorts of funny um, um types of sin okay which are all being justified in one way or the other so this is an abundance of sin but when the grace of god comes the one of the Another thing, another thing that the grace of God comes to do is to teach you, is to make you to identify or help you to identify that this is sin. If it, they are calling it uh, um, sleeping with animals and, and explaining that, oh, as for human beings are this and that and that, so now let us go to the animals. It will never sound good or okay in your ears, no matter the reason that they give, because the law of God is, is, is in your heart. Praise the Lord. The law of God is what is, is in your heart. And gra the grace of God is able to teach us to say no to ungodliness because grace is always, always, always a superstructure on the law of God. All right? It's a superstructure within a code, within something that God wants and within the framework of what God likes and what hates. God, God hates. Praise the Lord. So grace, it didn't just come. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus didn't come from the start. After Adam sent, he waited for, for man to go through all that process just to prove to man that, look, you can't make it on your own. You need me to tell you 
right from wrong. You need me to tell you how to do life. You need me to empower you. That's why God allowed the Israelites to go on their own, okay, to, to, for instance, go through the deserts and all the journeys that they made up until Jesus Christ came. It was all to give us a proof. Okay, that we can't make it on our, on our own. So the giving of the law is not an is not a, a it's, it's something to prove to us that we can't do it. We can't make it on our own. Praise the Lord. It's not something we can do away with. You don't say that, oh, the Old Testament is old, so you not read the Old Testament. No, the grace of God is founded on the law and the prophets. Okay, it's, it's, a, it's, it's founded on this foundation. Praise the Lord. And so when you take it away, you are taking a big chunk of the grace of God, the very the very foundation of the grace of God away. If you take away the law and you take away the prophets, because these this the law and the prophets tell us the mind of God on things. Praise the Lord. And when you take that away, you are taking the real nature of God away. That's right. Okay? So you can't take the law and the prophets away and say you have grace. Okay, it's the people who do that that's, that you realize that they are the ones who abuse grace a lot because they think that, oh, let me continue to sin so that the grace will clean my faults. Okay, because they don't really understand what the grace of God is. But the grace of God in its real form teaches us to say no to ungodliness. Why? Because it is founded upon the very nature of godliness. Okay, which is, which is, which is the law, the word of God. And, and the prophets, okay, the mind of God revealed in, in every present age, okay? So if you take that away, you, 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 can't, you can't understand the superstructure that God wants to uh, embellish your life with. Hallelujah. So you can't take that away. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that um, great is the mystery of godliness, that God appeared in the flesh, praise the Lord. The mystery of godliness, according to uh, First First Timothy, praise the Lord. So, 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 the mystery of godliness that the word of God became flesh and did what and dwelt amongst us. And the Bible says in First John, or John chapter one, sorry, that the the word become flesh is the fullness of grace and truth to us. So the 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 word of God become flesh. The law of God, the prophets of God, all of scripture become flesh is grace. It's the fullness of grace. You don't take one part. You don't say that New Testament is grace and Old Testament is not grace. That's wrong interpretation. That's wrong, a wrong way to see it. Praise God. So, beloved, today I just want to bring you God's word that makes us see things in the right way to say that, um, to say that or to understand that Grace teaches us to say no to ungodliness, all right, and worldly passions. Very important. Teaches us to say no to ungodliness, no to, 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 to worldly passions. So, beloved, it's my prayer that no matter the, 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 um, how sin unfolds itself, mutates itself, morph, metamorphoses itself, and comes in different shades and and, 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 and and colors. No matter how it comes, you you and I will correctly identify it and say no to it. Praise the Lord. Because we are interacting with the fullness of God's grace to us. Hallelujah. May God add his blessing to his word today. 
and change us by the power of his word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Shema podcast with Dr. Anastasia Bruce. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. God bless you.